0: Hey everybody, welcome back to We Are Movies. As always, I'm Johnny Mockney, and I always say it, but this is a very special episode. You are listening to part one of two really awesome, huge, Godzilla-themed episodes of this podcast, leading up to the release of Godzilla vs. Kong. No, this is not sponsored in any way. I haven't seen the film um, I'm just a Godzilla fan. I don't know if I've ever let that on before that I'm a Godzilla fan. Maybe that's a fact I tend to be kind of conservative about, but I'm a lifelong Godzilla fan. I saw every movie growing up, owned a ton of plush toys and action figures. I bought one Godzilla toy uh, from this place in DeWitt, Michigan. And I remember he was like an animatronic toy. And the first day we put him on the ground and he started malfunctioning and smoke was coming out and we had to return him. But, um, I went pretty far with my Godzilla obsession. And luckily I've had the pleasure of meeting a couple of people in my life who share that love for Godzilla. Two people, specifically, who will be joining me on this podcast to talk about it. In this part, I'm talking to my good friend, Kautu Kamwangdi. We have known each other for quite a few years now. We went to school together back at St. Andrew's Green Valley in Thailand. Shout out to that class uh i know none of you are listening but (laughs) if you happen to come across this uh shout out to all of you guys and um i had a wonderful conversation with cow too he came prepared and even with trivia to quiz me on my own show and i allowed it because i have no authoritative presence so without any further ado please enjoy this very special episode of we are movies something I mean about your personality that is so uh striking to me is not just that you like Godzilla but mm-hmm. in general every time we would talk about a monster movie you're always on the side of the monster oh definitely hundred <laughs> percent like I, I remember um Uh, When we made our folders in like grade nine or something, we made these folders. Grade nine,
1: bro. We went to a UK system. Sorry, year
0: year nine. Whoops. Yeah, Uh, and uh, we. I I had a binder (laughs) with a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger in uh in um Predator on it, and I said Uh I put on it get to the folder like it was get to the chopper and then you took that so personally (laughs) you put the predator on yours and said don't let them get to the folder do you remember that i I vaguely
1: remember something like that but i (laughs) I remember being in an argument who would win whether the predator or arnold and you were like arnold would clearly win he won in the movie and i was like nah nah nah." (laughs) well then you would always say like that was the weakest predator yeah (laughs)
0: yeah or where do you think that comes from when when did you start like getting into monsters Oh,
1: like honestly, I think it's it is Godzilla. Like because back then we um we didn't have cable, so we would go to like you know the market, like this really poor market, (laughs) where that's like fish and other stuff, and there's always this DVD guy selling just bare DVDs. Yeah. I like and back then I already liked dinosaurs documentary when I was younger. So I was always looking for something remotely dinosaur, and I was like, this looks kind of like a dinosaur. (laughs) <laughs> but, um, popped it in never looked back since
0: was it one of those markets where like all of the DVDs are in like plastic sleeves
1: yes, yes yeah and it's like it's clearly fake yeah and the dub is horrible the occasionally some discs are high quality some discs are like
0: some of them are clearly filmed in a movie theater and you can see people's heads <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah I've been there only so... recently did I upgrade to 4 uh, 4k so if Godzilla was the introduction, what like what were the first few Godzilla movies you remember seeing? Oh uh the first one was definitely
1: Godzilla versus Megagiras, the Megagiras, yeah. yeah. The flying um dragonfly yeah. one. Yes. Do you
0: want to know something? I watched that about two days ago because you For had the mentioned first time. I- I- I'm sure I saw it at some point when I was really young, because I think I saw every Godzilla movie, but Some of them I I just rewatched more than others, and some of them I retained more. And I think I might have saw it once, so I didn't
1: really remember much of it. And it was great. I was a big fan. Even though Godzilla is technically still a bad guy in that one, it's still, I don't know, it has a special place in my heart. Especially that scene with the little gizmo and the sushi thing, where it's like a sub drive.
0: I was like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a helmet that he turned into a microwave. Yeah. Yeah which is so that's so fun and, and I mean you said about him kind of not being a good guy in that movie that's a good example of because Godzilla's gone through many iterations of being good and being bad and being sort of neutral and in that movie he's sort of good by default like he's bad the, the military wants to kill him but then when Mega Gears shows up it's up to Godzilla to stop him did you always prefer Godzilla as a good guy?
1: Uh, you know what? I actually prefer him as a, a force of nature, which this new film seems to like uh gonna be able to like kind of go for. Cause I, like I feel like since the in, in the second Godzilla uh in the legendary Godzilla franchise, more like uh the first one he was kind of force of nature, in the second one in the King of the Monsters, I mm-hmm. believe uh if I'm still getting the name correct. He's a lot more like friendly and fighting for the human. Well, in this Gustav versus Kong, he seems to be going back to that force of nature kind of deal, which uh, I always kind of prefer.
0: Yeah, I I get that. And I think that's cool because it means like sometimes he's a good guy and sometimes he's a bad guy, depending on which side Mm -hmm. of nature you happen to be on.
1: Right. Okay, yeah. I also uh, did a bit of research myself. So I uh, to keep this kind of fresh, uh, I have a little bit of a trivia for you as well. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know uh, the first movie where Godzilla was um, portrayed as a good guy?
0: Um, the first movie where Godzilla was portrayed as a good guy, I think would have been
1: Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster, right? Yep, that, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll drop more later. You, <laughs> okay. you nailed that one. Oh, right thank in the you. Head.
0: Well, okay, th- right. th- that was because that was the fifth Godzilla movie back in that w- we, for people who don't understand the Godzilla movies break up into eras. So mm-hmm. there's the Showa era, which was the first 15 movies, then the Heisei series, uh, and then the Millennium series. And then now we have our new, you know, set of Godzilla films here in America. Um, and I think it was uh, for the first four films, Godzilla is a bad guy um that's godzilla uh uh, godzilla raids again uh the original king kong versus godzilla which was the third film uh he's even the villain in that one and then godzilla versus mothra which might be my favorite of the the show era films i think that one's like really good uh and then yeah the next one is when he turned into a good guy
1: also yeah a fun fact about uh, godzilla and, and mothra uh, that was one of the movie that led into godzilla versus other monster more like afterward as well because uh, the 1985 godzilla uh, made 4 million uh, gross worldwide uh, but godzilla versus mothra made uh, 35 million gross worldwide so yeah the scale just jumped up when there's other monsters battle which is kind of led their direction into that
0: so are you talking about in the 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 Godzilla versus Mothra from the Heisei series? Yes, yes, uh, yeah. from the original Heisei series. Yes, yeah, the Godzilla and Mothra battle for Earth, right? I think mm-hmm. was what it was called. So
1: that's that's where you started. That's the version of Godzilla that you first got into? Oh, no, I, I think I actually got in the other way around because uh, Megaguirus was Millennium, right? Oh, yeah, so, Megaguirus was very early in the Millennium, yeah. Yeah, so I think I worked my way backward, if anything. I, I watched all of the Millennium and then all of the he, uh, Heisei and then Showa.
0: Oh, okay, that's okay. So, I mean, that's pretty interesting to go backwards in that, right? Because even like in Godzilla's design, when you come into him in the Millennium series, he's kind of got this meaner... Uh, he's a little more yeah. butch. He's got kind of bigger spikes. He looks a little pissed off all the time. And then you move your way back to like the Showa series, especially in the second half of those series. He's like this
1: cuddly bear. He seems like uh, the design definitely got the rounder as you go back in the past. Yeah. Well, and it kind of makes sense, like,
0: they always kind of changed his look to match how he was being portrayed in that movie. So in the first four movies, especially that original movie from 1954, he kind of looks like a cat, like he's a little, uh, he's like, his teeth are a little more prominent. Uh, Mm. His ears are a bit different. He looks a little meaner. And then as those movies progress, he kind of gets this dopey face. And, uh, you know, he looks a little
1: adorable. (laughs) yes and uh about the cat design as well they also brought it back at the end of uh, the millennium period the fi- final wars the final film of the millennium period they got designed in that one is very cat-like he has a puffy cheek he even has like the cat ear slanted back as well so yeah like they recycled a lot of stuff but a lot of it is also fan service i hope
0: oh yeah definitely what's your favorite Version of Godzilla, you think? Like, if you had to oh, choose one of these versions to make your own Godzilla movie, which one would you pick? Oh, God.
1: Well, I, I used to really like the purple spike of the millennium, but uh keeping on the trend of purple, I love Shin Godzilla. Have you had a chance to see that yet? I watched Shin Godzilla for the first time last night.
0: Actually, Ooh. yeah. I mean, Shin Godzilla was a huge event when it came out because. Godzilla Final Wars um, came out in 2004 and there wasn't another Godzilla movie until the uh, legendary American one in 2014 and uh, Shin Godzilla comes out in 2016 and it's the first Japanese Godzilla movie since 2004 and for some reason I didn't watch it because it got like a limited theatrical release and I didn't get a chance to see it and I had never gotten around to it for the longest time and because i also knew like i wanted it to be special because godzilla means so much to me and it was literally the only godzilla movie i had never seen in my life and um we were i was talking to you about it well the last time when i was in london you have a an action figure of godzilla from that movie and And you were explaining to me the tale and all this stuff and i was like this sounds sweet yeah and i (laughs) watched it last night and it was because you know, finally I had an excuse to watch it for this podcast. And it was like
1: better than I expected it to be. I thought it was really good. Like I, I also really appreciate it. That's like a nostalgic factor in seeing the god Godzilla versus like the Japan government. And yeah. then just like trying to solve stuff as the as more and more conflict pops up.
0: That that's the thing that's I think kind of throws you off, is like all of these movies have some human protagonist, right? But Shin Godzilla doesn't really have one protagonist. It's like all of these government bureaucrats all just scrambling to try to figure out what to do about Godzilla. And I, I was really struck by how they shot all these scenes of like the the all the government people, like, like it, it's almost comical the way that yeah, you see definitely. them in one room and they're like, okay, now we're gonna have a cabinet meeting and they all go to a different room, but it's the same group of people. <laughs> like it's so silly. <laughs> and the way that all these they use all these like very idiosyncratic shots like when they're moving a chair around you see a shot from the perspective of the the chair it kind of feels very (laughs) claustrophobic you know
1: yeah like uh i definitely think that's the comedic undertone with it as well um they uh there's a lot of scene where uh, the these bureaucratic leaders are like, "Yeah, Godzilla won't come out of the bay," and then it, it's smash cut to Godzilla coming out of the bay. Obviously.
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's perfect like uh, comedic timing. And and I mean, Shin Godzilla was highly praised when it came out in Japan. It won, I think, Japan's equivalent of uh, the of best picture. And it it should be kind of noted that like while the original Godzilla came from the horrors of the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, uh, Shin Godzilla kind of evokes the 2011 uh, Tohoku earthquake and tsunami, which was still fresh and so definitely it's kind of satirizing the inefficiency of a government with so much red tape and like It just takes them so long to accomplish everything.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because back then, I remember there being a lot of petition and a lot of protest of how like unenergetic and like slow acting the government was, which made that tsunami problem way worse than it initially could have been held down if they admitted to the mistake and not publicly come out and try to make excuses in the first place. And yeah, that's why a lot of people were like felt like heavily with the this Godzilla film as well
0: yeah and um I definitely I I mean I think that's kind of that's kind of amazing is that Godzilla throughout time has kind of stood as like a um he's a he's a state of the union on where Japan is as a country depending on how they portray him in films and obviously I think Shin Godzilla is the most political Godzilla's been at, at least
1: since the original I think oh definitely if at least for a while yes
0: yeah for the for the reasons that the original godzilla was created you know to evoke the atomic horrors of the outcome of world war ii which is referenced in shin godzilla also mm-hmm. uh they mention the bombs quite a few times and it's about japan needing to take a stand against the u.n to say like hey we're not gonna let you bomb our country again that's <laughs> like a whole part of it too because they're yes. like oh we're just gonna nuke godzilla and somebody's like no Japan's been nuked twice we're not gonna let it happen <laughs> again
1: <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like funny coming from a Japanese writer it's full like oh, we've been nuked twice already what is this but right <laughs>
0: yeah because sometimes I think about this now at this point we've had three American Godzilla movies we're going on mm-hmm. four uh, we've had the two legendary ones and we've had that that one directed by Roland Emmerich uh, <laughs> starring Matthew Broderick from the late 90s yep. uh, do you think America should even make Like, ideally, as much as I enjoy some of these movies, do you think America should make Godzilla movies? Because sometimes I have the feeling that it's like Godzilla was born from the trauma that America caused Japan. It's a little strange that we've now commodified him and made our
1: own franchise out of him. I I, I think, like, it can be seen as a little cultural appropriation, but (laughs) at the same time, you know, like, I feel like it, it has its own taste to it. Like, the American Godzilla is very. Obviously, American in nature. There's lots of uh, military action in the first one. The main human uh, protagonist is the one of the military guy. If I'm not wrong, I haven't. You're seen talking that.
0: about the 2014 movie.
1: Yes, yes, I haven't yes. seen that movie in a quick minute. But I think, yeah, like the leading role, leading human role are like the human military, and it's co- less concerned with the like uh, overall government and more of a specific organization. And yeah, like, which I kind of reflect the socialist a little bit structure of the American society as well. So I think like whichever create, country creates Godzilla will have their own kind of like literal taste and reflection of their surrounding. But then again, we have only seen Godzilla from Japan and America. So yeah, <laughs> the two case studies. Maybe every country
0: should try their own version of Godzilla. Yeah, Maybe, maybe. What would the Bollywood Godzilla be like? Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, he'll he'll definitely dance at the end for sure. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, Godzilla does dance, as we know in the canon. And the uh, which one is it where Godzilla does the like the jumping dance? Oh,
1: uh, I, I believe that's the one where he teams up with Jed Shakuwa but I don't remember the film name. I go more by monsters. So something uh, that I
0: think is interesting is, for the most part, these movies don't have like the super. Connected continuity, the continuity yes. isn't like super strong, except oh, in the Heysay series, where I feel like each movie leads into the next one pretty strongly.
1: Oh yes, uh, I, yeah, he- heisei series has one of the more like character continuation and Godzilla progressive growth, like and lots of like Godzilla's next opponent is the f- a previous opponent as well. Like a uh, Space Godzilla was uh, the gene of. Biollante in the previous movie that escaped mm. into space and came back to space, Godzilla. So there was always this continuity. And like uh, Godzilla Jr. in that one kept growing throughout as well. Which- yes. Mm-hmm. Godzilla Jr. has a wonderful
0: arc because at the end of the Heisei series, Godzilla Jr. becomes the new Godzilla. Uh, mm. And I mean, so here's a question. There are two different versions of Godzilla's son. Uh, in the Showa era, we eventually introduced to Manila, who's Godzilla's son who I think it's implied it's he's introduced in son of Godzilla and it's implied a bit that he might be a little pre-born because and that's why he looks a little (laughs) strange like he, he his egg got cracked open prematurely uh and then baby Godzilla is in most of the is in the Heisei series and then uh finally in Godzilla it's not until Godzilla final wars that uh any iteration of Godzilla's son shows up again and that's Manila who do you prefer between baby Godzilla and Manila
1: Ooh, that's the other thing as well because a uh, baby Godzilla has been through like three distinct looks yeah. like uh, at first he came out of the egg as a dinosaur almost reminiscent of uh the the first American Godzilla I but um <laughs> at the same at the same time in the second one in in his second appearance in Godzilla vs Space Godzilla He's has like a more like cartoony like vibe, which look a lot like manila with just green scale now. Yeah. Yeah. And in Destroyer, he, he kind of comes back as a small Godzilla, which is like, but I, I like this distinction. So if I had to pick one, probably Godzilla Jr. Because yeah. at the same time, Manila look like. He kind of reminds me of a the bad guy from the end of a Ghostbuster.
0: <laughs> he looks like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, yeah. yeah. He also does look like the Michelin Man, and I, I mean that's funny. I, I think Godzilla Junior definitely has like a sleeker look. He looks like a little version of Godzilla, uh, and then Manila. I, in some ways, if we're viewing Godzilla as a character, there's a bit of a
1: dynamic there that I enjoy more. Like, uh, correct uh, me if I'm wrong, but he didn't even participate in the battle against Ghidorah in the um, All Out uh, Monster All Out Attack, did he? I think um, he sat back. Are you thinking of Manila? Yes, Manila. Uh, Manila's not
0: in that one, but he is in. Um, is he not? He is in. He's in Final Wars. That's when he shows up. Oh, um, so let's talk about Godzilla's enemies over time. Um, oh yes, lovely. Who, who are the ones that have been the most memorable to
1: you? The Hay has some amazing Godzilla villain. Yeah, but underrated uh, too. You definitely underrated. But uh, I've always have a spot in my heart for like, like anti-hero, uh, more. And that's why I think one of my favorite Godzilla opponent is uh Kiryu, the the third iteration of Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. And also the original Godzilla in like kind of like a robot hell, and I was like, oh, that's a so cool like thing, kind of like because the, technically there's two Godzilla in that film. There's uh the Millennium Godzilla, the original Godzilla, but now he's just you know that shell of a soul in the It's implied robot. he's the Godzilla from the first movie, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I find that really interesting.
0: Yeah, and that's something, like, thematically is very cool to think about. This new iteration of Godzilla is fighting the remains of the old one. Uh, and, and that's also, I mean, at Kiryu, I think, is that the first version of Mechagodzilla where he's uh, controlled by the military and not by aliens? Yes,
1: yes. that's. Uh, I believe he's controlled by the M-Force. I, I might be wrong, but I believe it is the M-Force.
0: Yes. yeah i think it's something like that. and he's he would have been introduced in i think it would have been godzilla versus mechagodzilla so this is what I, I need to explain this to people there are multiple films of Godzilla in the title um there was no four film to be exact right yes so in the in the Showa era there was um i think it was just It was Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, also known as Godzilla versus the cosmic monster. And then there was a follow-up to that called Terror of Mechagodzilla. And then Mechagodzilla didn't show up again until Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla 2, which is part of the Heisei series, uh, unrelated to the previous film. It's a reboot, but they called it that just to differentiate. And then Mechagodzilla shows up again in the Millennium series, uh, in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, and then again in Godzilla versus Mothra versus Mechagodzilla, Tokyo SOS.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I also believe they changed the name of the first one to got, of the millennial series from Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla to Godzilla against Mechagodzilla, yes. which sounds a lot more dumbed down, but <laughs> just for confusion's sake. Yeah. Uh how about you who who was your favorite opponent of Godzilla's
0: Oh uh, man I mean I was always a big Geigen fan oh. um and I think it's I think it's cool how Geigen has kind of evolved over time you know he's a little more underrated he's not as iconic as Mothra or King Ghidorah um or Jet Jaguar <laughs> You're Definitely not Jet Jaguar. <laughs> definitely not Jet Jaguar. Um uh, but he uh, my friend, uh, Jacob Pirellis, and I really loved the Godzilla movies growing up, and Geigen was his favorite, and so I watched that movie a bunch of times. I've rewatched it since then, it's not great, <laughs> it's definitely one of the cheaper ones. Um, <laughs> but and then, but Geigen, as he's come back, he, he came back later in that series, and then when he comes back in Godzilla Final Wars, he oh. is amazing when he's got the chainsaw arms, the uh, double
1: chainsaw arm. Oh
0: like what a genius character design that is
1: like the greatest reboot of any fictional character i've ever seen definitely and uh on that subject of a godzilla opponent and mecha godzilla do you think mecha godzilla is going to show up in this new film i think it's all but confirmed right there was a
0: recent trailer that showed up where there's a shot of godzilla's eye and oh. you see a reflection of something and it looks like like it's almost definitely looks like mecha godzilla
1: Oh, I, i've been keeping up with most of the kind of like clips and trailer from like internationally like china show a lot of footage in their trailers yeah but like um, for the past week i've been i haven't been keeping up so uh, yeah i might be
0: missing some I'm, I'm gonna look it up just to see if we have confirmation here oh um, okay okay all right actually here we have confirmation Ooh, um, are you ready for this so the director adam wingard he posted mm-hmm. on instagram uh and he said the cat's out of the bag and it's him holding an official godzilla versus kong uh figure of mecha godzilla huh
1: okay. So okay i guess it's
0: confirmed which i mean that brings up the question do you think they're going to uh mm-hmm. Is he a good version of Mechagodzilla or is he a bad version? Because, you know, the bad version historically has always been the one that's controlled by aliens. Aliens, And then the good version has always been the one that's controlled by the military. Mm -hmm. What do you think they would do with this new one?
1: Or what do you hope to see? I feel like it being an American thing, like and a third film in a franchise, introducing aliens now might be a little bit late. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, given there's no, like, there's no clue or evidence in the trailer and anything leading up to this, just to drop like, oh yeah, uh, it's made by aliens halfway through the film might be <laughs> a little bit jarring so yes, I think it's got probably more likely than not it's going to be human y- here's the thing though, like how do you think he's going to be used in this film? So, common
0: sense would tell me that he's going to exist so that Godzilla and Kong have to team up against somebody at the end mm-hmm. that's just how I would expect it to go, mm-hmm. But I don't know, like part of me feels like there, there's got to be one more thing. Like Adam Wingard has been saying multiple times, oh no, we're mm-hmm. going to make one of them win. Godzilla or Kong, one of them's going to win. And I think that might be true, but I don't think that means that one of them's going to die. I think one of them will beat the other into submission and then they'll have to team up.
1: And well, that's the thing as well, which to me, like I have like a similar like working process, but by that standpoint, it means that Kong will likely win because yeah. I don't think Godzilla will spare Kong if he beats him, and Kong is more likely to spare Godzilla if he beats him. That's yes. How I'm looking
0: at this. Well, Godzilla is portrayed as far more. Um, I mean, he he's like you said, he's a force of nature. Where God, where Kong's more human in a lot of ways. He's more capable of affection. He has opposable thumbs. He has opposable thumbs. Exactly. Um yeah. for, for and- yeah. Yeah. So Godzilla is definitely meaner. And uh, there, there are kind of the movies is making a case of like, this is a, uh, you know, something's making Godzilla mad and we don't know what it is. So it's also not his mm-hmm. nature just to be pissed off all the yeah. time. So there is a mystery at hand and the way storytelling to, like informs me, it says that maybe Kong will win just cause he's the underdog of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one of them beats the other let's say in this situation, it's Godzilla beats Kong and he's almost finished off Kong and then Mechagodzilla shows up. And I think that's where we get the shot in the trailer where Godzilla sees him in his eye because now Mechagodzilla is going to take out Godzilla. And then as Mechagodzilla is beating Godzilla, then Kong comes to the rescue and helps Godzilla. And then that's the moment where they, Godzilla decides, oh, Kong's not my enemy.
1: That, that's, that's just one of the ways I see it. Personally, like what I really want to see, but I don't think it's gonna happen like this. But I want uh since the from the trailer it is probably that uh, the military is bringing Kong towards Godzilla right to be yeah. kind of this like detergent to him. Like since the military is already like a corp like uh, leading this thing, like I thought Godzilla uh, Kong and Meg Godzilla would like have a little tag team. Yeah. Against Godzilla, because I always love when Godzilla face off against multiple opponents at, at once. Like uh, even in the twenty fourteen Godzilla where he fought both Mewtwo at once, I thought yeah. that was very cool. Where like the big one would push him, the small one would round. Like I always love that gigantic battle like tactic. Yeah.
0: Well, well, speaking of that, I went back just recently and I watched um, uh, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters All Out Attack, mm. which is. Very underrated one. I think that one's really great. Godzilla in that movie is terrifying because they gave him white eyes. Oh uh, um, yes. So yeah, he has no pupils. He looks scary. And then there's this lore to him in that movie that he's he's like he comes from the souls of fallen Japanese soldiers.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it was something along that line. Yes. Yeah. And that's why all the other monsters: Mothra, Ghidorah, and Anguirus. It was Anguirus, right? Yes. I mean, yes yeah and All those... is like the armadillo one yeah yes and, and yeah at that point everyone uh the the bad monster which is now kind of the good monster are like there are spirits of like the protective spirits guardian spirit or something like that
0: yes not yeah. wrong. and then godzilla yeah godzilla comes from and that's also i think the only iteration of godzilla that involves ghosts because uh, <laughs> they have the souls and the monsters and then there's also like an old man who's implied to be a ghost at the end of the movie Um, that's also a rare version of Mothra where they don't have the two fairies because usually Mm. she's accompanied by these two tiny women that are fairies and they have their iconic song about her. But also that movie is very notable for the fact that it's, I think the only time Ghidorah is ever um, a protagonist Uh, Mm. because he's one of the protectors fighting against Godzilla, which I think every single other time he's been you know uh, a malevolent force from outer space and godzilla's had to fight him
1: yes he's usually more evil than not the, the golden three-headed dragon but <laughs> i mean king ghidorah has been
0: in i mean, he's probably been in more films than any other monster besides godzilla Ooh, I, I, I i'm not because moth Mothzilla has been in quite a few yeah has, you're few right moth has been in quite a few as well they might almost be tied um probably up there yes King Ghidorah his film in the Heisei series which I think is the third one of the Heisei series Godzilla versus King Ghidorah it's mind-boggling do you remember that one it's the one that's got time travel in it oh god of
1: uh keep talking keep talking
0: yeah so it's like they go back in time to try to kill Godzilla or to try to stop him from being mutated
1: into Godzilla from the the bomb okay Yes, yes. And uh, this kind of, like, resulted in the gossip from the past being, like, abducted by the alien. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then that's how King Ghidorah happens. And I think he becomes Mecha King Ghidorah at the end of that one. (laughs) Oh. mm.
1: I love that theme as well. And it's very Japanese in origin. But, like, a defeated monster coming back as, like, the Mecha, like, kind of cyborg version of that. And like, I, I I always thought that that was uh, fascinating. Even Kong has his own uh, robot kind of like version in the Japanese King Kong movie.
0: Yeah, uh, King Kong Escapes, I think. Yes,
1: I, I believe so, mm-hmm. yes.
0: So kind of going back to what you said about how you like Godzilla being a force of nature, I feel like mm-hmm. in movies like Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, the Heisei series one, and in like Godzilla vs. Megaguirus, there's sort of cautionary tales about humans trying to mess with nature. Like they're all where Godzilla portrays a version of nature and then uh, humans try to have a cheat code. They try to do something that's with science that's outside of what we should do. It's like playing God. So in Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, they traveled through time and then uh, with aliens, by the way. <laughs> and then in Godzilla um, in Godzilla versus Megagirus, they try to create a black hole to suck godzilla out of our dimension yes. but both times when they try to do that they create the threat and be like because of that black hole they create Megagirus and now godzilla's got to defeat Megagirus, you know it's like we, we keep screwing up by messing with nature and now nature has to come
1: correct it yes and yeah like speaking of uh correcting nature that's a lot of it brought, brought it back to like the gods the design as well like uh as you mentioned earlier, like uh, a lot, of the original Godzilla was uh, influenced by the anti-nuclear movement in Japan, and even after World War II, uh, it was more of like the hydrogen bomb testing in uh, the Japanese Bay that the Americans were still doing at that point, mm. and uh, it only came to like uh, a a bit of a history lesson. It only came to a halt uh, when the I believe it was Lucky Dragon number five, like which is a f- fisherman's cruise ship went out there and they came back with like insane radioactive like infection. Infection is probably not the correct word, but I'm not a scientist. (laughs) And anywho, uh, a lot of the fishermen came back with these like ashes on their skin, which kind of like burnt into this black tar, uh, referred to as death ash or uh, shinohai. And this is a lot of um, design that Godzilla kept uh, in the original. Where his skin is kind of like corroded and like burnt, and which is dropped later on as we progress into like the Haystack and Millennial, but it's brought back again in Shin Godzilla how his skin is bleeding like black and yeah like and yeah, yeah the nuclear the, aspect of it. In Shin
0: Godzilla, especially, he's terrifying. Uh, he's got these like wide eyes that never close, and yeah like you said like the blood is just like dripping out of his neck it's it's so gnarly to look at um yes i'm mike and i'm allison we've both been guests on we are movies before we love talking movies with johnny but i'm a jealous boy you are that's why we've decided to talk movies with, with each other.
1: other we started our own podcast called you, you made, made me, me watch. watch each week we made each other watch a movie the other has never seen you made me watch two episodes every friday
0: Obviously, while Shin Godzilla is kind of a return to the socio-political roots of the original movie, I think the one that I went back to so many times as a kid, because of just its pure awesomeness,
1: (laughs) was Godzilla Final Wars. Oh, mm, yes. (laughs) Godzilla Final Wars is always a pleasure to watch. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, both of us haven't lived in Japan or like, I'm assuming for you as well, that you're not like in depth with the Japanese government and the whole news business that's going on.
0: Definitely not. But, just just what I've read.
1: <laughs> yes. So yeah, so uh, a lot of it goes over my head as well. But that's why Final Wars is so like, like it's so action-packed. It's directed by uh, action director uh, Ryuhei Kitamaru.
0: Yes, a great director. I've seen a few yes. of his movies.
1: Oh yeah, it's always uh really like high octane, like over the top violence. Yeah, yeah, like which I think like speaks well to that like that age of Godzilla as well. Because we've been through like the children's movie, we've been through like the nuclear uh, symbolism, and now like it's reached its pinnacle. Like uh, Final Wars was the end game of a uh, Godzilla. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Final Wars is the perfect example of just how to write a love letter to the franchise. Yes. Um. You know, Godzilla is incredible in the movie, but the first half of that movie, Godzilla doesn't even show up or just introduced to the threats, which are, uh, in a way, it's kind of expanding on the idea of destroy all monsters, where it's all these monsters are being mind controlled. And so we get Gigan, we get King Ghidorah, we get Mothra, who per usual is the one other good monster in the movie there's a cameo by hedora from godzilla versus Hidora. Oh, yes. they even bring in the american iteration of godzilla from the 98 movie who gets absolutely obliterated Godz- oh, by he Godzilla he gets
1: clapped he got clapped yeah. into the uh the, the sydney opera house yes yes yeah <laughs> the australian <laughs> yeah. structure yeah <laughs> perfectly leading into my next trivia uh johnny how many gods how many monsters did Godzilla single-handedly defeat in final wars
0: so if single-handedly. He get an,
1: yeah so if he get an assistant uh, from the human that doesn't count
0: oh man okay this is kind of a shot in the dark but yeah uh did he single-handedly defeat I'm gonna say 15? 15
1: 15 <laughs> okay. yeah well uh the correct answer was nine oh <laughs> okay <laughs> I, I, I don't believe there's even 15 monsters in that movie
0: I, I just remember there being a lot i remember because you remember on the back of a godzilla dvd and vhs they would show the oh. little icons to show you which monsters are in that movie yes, yes and i remember the back of my final wars dvd had this huge block of like it was the most <laughs> monsters that were ever in a godzilla movie and i couldn't remember if it was like 10 or 20 <laughs> oh that was
1: definitely a, a bunch because but also like I, I think i have a similar dvd because at that point i could have i had more money and i could afford like an actual box right. of uh, film and uh yeah like at that point but they also used the same uh monster zero uh and uh well spoiler monster zero at the end turns out to be a uh, ghidorah or kaiser right. ghidorah like four-legged ghidorah at that point but yeah but they used two different profile at the back of- Oh,
0: so they like, used oh, two. Yeah. Oh, so God. So Ghidorah is Monster Zero and Ghidorah.
1: Yes, yes, I see.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. it's like
1: a Doctor so- Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, yeah, like I-, I like that the human in uh, the Earth Defense Force in that one was completely useless as well. Yeah, they took out like <laughs> yeah. a couple of monsters.
0: And a couple of them are possessed. Uh, I mm-hmm. remember there's this terrifying scene where their heads like split open. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, I love that aspect, too, that uh, Goss, like Godzilla, unlike other, like, possessed story, usually they're like, oh, you know, they're being mind-controlled, we can help them, but Godzilla's like, nope, nope, running through these crowds.
0: <laughs> yeah, Godzilla <laughs> just wipes them all out. There's no... Oh, wipes them all out. No, no therapy, no conversations to discuss <laughs> it. There is a good moment where, because we do have the main guy who's, like, part of this mutant military force, sort of, and he's fighting, like, the lead alien, And there's this great moment where you see them fighting in the foreground and then on the screen in the background, it's Godzilla fighting King Ghidorah and they kind of mirror each other. Just, ah, just, yeah,
1: beautiful. That's just, uh, I think that shocks it up to the great directing of uh, Kitamaru. But at the same, yeah, uh, at the same time, like, I feel like that was one of the more interesting, like, human story in a Godzilla film for me as well. Mm. Because, like, do you remember that Stalin-looking character? He's, like, the leader of the Gatanga, which is the which is the special battleship that they uh, go into. It's kind of this, like, multi-terrain. Yes, yeah, yeah I do remember that. Space submarine. Yeah, but it's, uh, the main captain is this Stalin guy, and he's, like, kind of a bit chubby, and he has a katana. I was like, that's the perfect look. Oh, Don Fry is the guy's name. Yes, He's like the, yes. the one
0: white guy in the movie.
1: Wasn't he like originally a wrestler or something? I
0: think he was, yeah. So a lot of actors show up multiple times throughout these films, usually playing different characters. Hmm. Um, sometimes they play the same character. I know Godzilla 1985 brings back some actors from the original movie. Um, Tokyo SOS brings back actors that showed up in the, the Mothra film. Uh, and stuff like that, but uh, there are some a lot of actors that just show up multiple times. One actor I met at uh, G Fest in Chicago. Uh, his name is uh, Kenji Sahara, and he's uh, I think appeared in more Godzilla movies than any other actor, mm. including the original movie where he's he's kind of I think he's just an extra. Uh, he's one well, of how the. How lead- old is this guy? Uh, he's pretty old. According to my research, he's still alive too. I'm going to okay. double check that real quick. But yeah, Kenji Sahara. Um, I'll show you the picture later. Uh, yeah, he's still alive. Um, oh, okay. Good, he even good. he shows up in Godzilla Final Wars uh, as a, like a, a when they first meet Mothra's two angels he's there he's one of the three characters he's like a scientist mm-hmm. and then he's also one of the main characters of godzilla the original king kong versus godzilla he's in a lot of those movies and i think he's the bad guy in godzilla versus mothra like mm. there's a villainous character in that movie who shoots a guy in the back um so yeah he showed up in a lot of those movies and uh there's even an actor i don't know if you notice this there's an actor who's in final wars who shows up in shin godzilla Huh. great casts, and then also i mean for the first for the show era i think it was the same actor playing godzilla like for huh. all 15 of those movies you know which he risked his life sometimes like you just get you get so hot in that suit or you almost oh.
1: drown <laughs> definitely oh uh, speaking of the suit yeah which like it's perfectly uh, i wanted to discuss about this as well oh uh, what, what do you think about this integration of like you know because a lot of this is like not a lot of people mention this, but Godzilla was strictly a suit monster until yeah. like up until uh, the millennial, which is where they first introduced CGI. Was it Godzilla uh, CGI in the Millennium series? Oh well, not entirely. It was uh, it was the first incorporation of CGI. Uh, it was oh. the scene where he's swimming underwater. Uh, those are yet yeah, where Godzilla uh, first appeared as CGI, and uh, even be- before that, the nine. 1985 Godzilla was the first animatronic Godzilla so you can see this like slow integration of uh, technology but what do you think about now that it's completely CGI um I mean if I'm being totally honest part
0: of the charm of Godzilla for me is that it's a guy in a suit like I do enjoy that I understand like when you watch the legendary movies you know those are big budget Hollywood productions I understand why they have to do CGI for Godzilla. It's just you can't... Especially when you need to make his face emote in all these complex ways. I understand why they do it. Um, I was surprised when I watched Shin Godzilla last night. I didn't know they CGI'd him in that movie, too. I thought from the few trailers I had seen, he's very still in those trailers. Mm-hmm. So I thought he was also a guy in a suit. And they make the interesting choice for it. They still make him move mm-hmm. like he's
1: a guy in a suit. Yes, because uh, for that, uh, the director, Hideaki Anno, yeah. Uh, and uh, Shinji Higuchi, they wanted to still like pay homage to that like guy in a suit kind of vibe. So a lot of animation for the Godzilla movement are done with motion cap. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Even to further that, they actually made like a huge Shin Gosla animatronic that they end up not using in the final cut of, of the film. But uh, there are leaked footage about uh, of it, and it looked glorious. That animatronics really? looks it looked so real. I was, and the, even the movement looked sick. That's why I was so disappointed not to see it in the final film.
0: Yeah, I definitely think
1: I. I so I see the gold standard
0: for how to do monsters is something like Jurassic Park. Right. Mm-hmm. Where for very close shots where you need to see the textures and stuff, it's very helpful to use like animatronics because you can feel mm-hmm. like it's there. And then when it's the wide shots and you, you need to see them be a little more agile, they use CGI. And I think in a lot of cases, that's the best way to do it, especially now that CGI is better. Like I know when you watch some of the Millennium movies, you can tell when he's CGI and when he isn't um yes (laughs) you know because some of that cgi doesn't hold up as much but definitely yeah i I think it's like to be tactical with it and to choose Mm -hmm. your moments i think is always a good idea and like you said ever since like 1985 was the first time they used an animatronic they're always developing like it's not like godzilla was just man in a suit man in a suit man in a suit suit, and then boom all cgi like there was a bit of an evolution um what do you think where do you you prefer to see him as
1: yeah like i think i had to agree with you on the jurassic park analogy which is where yeah where you have to like pick and choose between like uh what's more like uh timely costly but at the same time like i really like the and anim- like the special effects side of it like the animatronics the yeah. practical effect the models because i think they, i they love the this, models like, <laughs> they, they give this like extra kind of like reaction that the that the uh, actors and actress on screen, like, uh will kind of show, like, not to say that they're doing a, a bad uh, job, but a lot, a lot of the times when it's like a wide shot or a great Godzilla shot, you know, they're not seeing it. Uh, the director just told them to make a shock, like, look, uh, I- including the extras. So, everyone just, even though the eye line is correct, but everyone still kind of like have the same expression, the same reaction. It was just like, even though, yes, most people would be shocked and terrified if they see Godzilla, but even then, like, Throwing back to, like, the original film where, like, Godzilla first appeared, there are some people who are still, like, looking at it, kind of, like, questioning whether, like, what is this? Yeah, and I I really like that kind of, like, kind of confused look in people's eyes when they, like, see this creature. Yeah, I love the reactions. I love also, you mentioned
0: the models. Something about a guy in a suit knocking into a building and watching that building kind of slowly, like, crumble the way a building really would, like, but you know, you can see on the inside and it's it's clearly like not a real building, but yeah. something about seeing that actual impact is more fun. I'm like, this guy in a suit is wrecking these things and crushing these fake cars. That always, just has always appealed to me a little bit more. That,
1: not just appealed, that has always been my dream. One day. <laughs> <laughs> to play Godzilla? Have, oh, one day when I have enough money, I'll buy my own miniature like city set. <laughs> and I'll just rampage through it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, cathartic. And, oh, it looks so satisfying as well, kicking over the small building and like the little like special effect they do with um, mini- these miniature scale uh, stuff. There's so like there's so many creative ways to, like to do about it. A lot of um, so many like cinematic shots and like history, kind of like one of the more memorable like explosion and like action like destruction scene comes from miniature. Like, uh, yeah, like, fun fact, uh, do you know that that scene from Independence Day where the White House blows up? That's also from a m- miniature. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They filmed it uh, at a 90 degree angle. So the fire would, uh, runs up up towards the camera, like how a large fire would actually would. Yeah. I-, I love all the research and all this little craftsmanship that goes into it.
0: Yeah, because it's like. To me, that is kind of, the magic of movies is like this collaboration of all these people kind of coming together and putting together their different expertise to make a really good scene. And when you look at something like that kind of a destruction scene and you're like, all right, you had guys on set to for the fire. You had a guy either controlling the animatronics or in the monster suit. You had, you know, these people who... Um, were in charge of the the destruction uh the people who created the models you know the artists who do that Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of this wonderful marriage of talents as opposed to cgi where it's just you know it's a bunch of people at computers as good as they are at their job there isn't that kind of magical blend of all these different worlds of expertise
1: coming oh, together you know of course and if you're a fan of classic Godzilla, you remember those like sp- sparks and smoke flying out yes. in the ground and it's always like where are those sparks coming from but they're yeah. all they're always clearly real sparks that they just shoot up from somewhere and you can see it like landing and bouncing off like the suit oh i love that yeah,
0: uh, yeah the, that's great and then i just i love also how early on just kind of how you know godzilla's face wasn't super expressive his mm. mouth would just open <laughs> that was pretty much it <laughs> and and Sometimes there was a shot in Godzilla versus Megaguirus I noticed where like you see some garbage cans fall over, and it's mm-hmm. such a bizarre moment because you can kind of tell that they're tiny garbage cans. Like <laughs> they don't fall like a regular
1: one; they just kind of yes. tip very quickly. They over. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, do you think that's a bit of a lost art? Because a uh, uh, lot of that was used in like a lot of monster film, like uh, King Kong by. Um... Not this current King Kong. Help me out here. Who's Are you talking the- about the original from like the 30s? No, no, no. I'm talking about the the one with the one with Jack Black. Oh,
0: the yeah, the um, the 2005 one by Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Even Peter Jackson used a lot of um, small miniature scale for like those island shots. That's why it looks so real. And yeah. he, uh, using a small camera, he just kind of like tracked through all these kind of like assets. And then the CGI is on top of the real miniature scale that's going on as well. That's why like a lot of, a lot of CGI in that movie still holds up, even though it's released in, what, 2013? Right, yeah. uh,
0: 2005.
1: 2005? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so that was a long
0: time ago. And, I mean, that was a year after Godzilla Final Wars. But, yeah, even just using real environments is it, – because it's like when you have a CG environment, I can tell you know Mm -hmm. like i i don't like when you watch the star wars prequels some of those scenes it's like oh there's just a guy there's a one real guy and everything here is fake Mm -hmm. and i don't feel the weight to the scene because i don't feel like i'm looking at anything remotely real do you know what i mean
1: yes yes yeah like that's why original star wars like they use a hell of a lot of uh, models in that one as well yeah models and sets
0: and All of that. I love that. And and I do think it's a bit of a lost art. I mean, I know movies still, every now and then you'll have somebody try to do it. But it's like, I think at the end of the day, like most people find it easier to just control it all from your computer, rather than to have all the pyrotechnics under your control. And I understand the reasoning for that. But I think nothing will compare to the experience of watching real special effects compared to
1: computer generated ones definitely um and like these like passions for the project can uh, like clearly be seen like in final wars uh do you remember at the beginning where the crew have to blow up this kind of uh, water dragon yeah in, in submarine. yeah like uh that they, was cg
0: had, right
1: oh well uh, the Mo- monster dragon was cg initially but after uh after it wrapped itself uh, after it was defeated and was shot by with a frozen ray this film was bonkers but uh yeah. and, and then the ship turns back with a drill nose just to drill like uh the the <laughs> well uh the name of the monster is uh, a manda. Uh, manda yes manda yeah. there we go yeah yeah like they return back and the manda is actually like a-, a manda's model which they just <laughs> run a drill through and they had to, and they have to do that like four or five times to get kind of like the perfect burst of like a mandra model but yeah that's I was, great like, I love that yeah
0: yeah, no, I love that too.
1: Just blowing up a figure and going like, oh no, again, again, blow it up again.
0: So one thing I, I love when I go back to the old Godzilla movies is there's always like some one-off monsters that never quite took off. Um, oh yes, there's King Caesar, mm-hmm. uh, who I think shows. I forget it's one of the old Showa era films. He shows up. Um, one monster I watched Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, all monsters, all out, uh, all out attack and uh baragon shows up and baragon <laughs> he's not even one of he doesn't even make it to the title of the movie it's not godzilla oh. moth or king a baragon all monsters all it's just he doesn't even make it to the title it's like all these poor guys that are just oh, kind of there same. for cannon
1: fodder <laughs> you know like uh, back then i used to get baragon and Angurus mixed up all the time because they yeah. uh, i swear they're one horn apart <laughs> well
0: i liked Anguirus a lot so Anguirus, i mean has the special title of being the first monster that wasn't godzilla to show up in those movies because he's yes godzilla fights him and godzilla raids again which is the second film um i always liked Anguirus show uh when i was young because i saw him as godzilla's sidekick because he's portrayed sort of as his ally in um like godzilla versus gaigan which i watched a lot of times
1: yeah and as you mentioned just now one of the So most surprising cameo in final was King Caesar. I didn't expect him to return in that one. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I was like, oh okay. Well, uh, now all we need is uh, Megalon (laughs) (laughs) or Jet Jaguar. (laughs) Oh, Jet Jaguar would be a shout. Jet Jaguar is great. He's such a blatant Ultraman ripoff. (laughs) Yep, it's so funny. Did you hear the director of Shin Godzilla doing Shin Ultraman? Oh, ooh.
1: Yeah, like uh, now, are you familiar with Ultraman as well? Growing up, because uh, for bit. me, yeah, for me personally, the CDs was always next to each other. Like you get <laughs> Godzilla, and you, you might as well get Ultraman.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then Gamera was always around there too. Oh yes, always... but uh, that's only so few Gamera film though. I swear. Yeah, there's not that many. I think. Um, mm-hmm. I, well, I think they also break those movies down into the series. But like the Hayase series, I think is only like three movies or something. Um, oh. so here's a question um, we have the legendary franchise now which is Godzilla from 2014 uh, Kong Skull Island Godzilla King of the Monsters which by the way Godzilla 2014 and Go- Godzilla King of the Monsters I saw in theaters with you both times Oh, yeah okay. uh, and then now we've got Godzilla versus Kong coming out soon so we've introduced uh, Mothra and King Ghidorah were both in uh, godzilla king of the monsters and now it looks like and both taken out both taken out of the yeah yep. oh rodan was in it too and uh, rodan survived though yep That's yes good. rodan survived and then now it looks like mecha godzilla is going to be in godzilla versus kong assuming godzilla survives this movie there's going to be more uh what monsters from the original films would you want to see
1: rebooted Oh, that's the thing as well, because a lot of monsters that I like from the original film are Heisei's monster, but I feel like they fit so well within that universe. Yeah, that's like why, Space like,
0: Godzilla and
1: yeah, like, if you Ante? Yeah, Space Godzilla, Biollante, even Destroyer. Like, I think, yeah. like, like and those were always, like, kind of step toward each other. That's why I'm like, if you take one out, it kind of feels weird. Right. Yeah,
0: because they're all built off of each other. That's yeah. one I mean, you could maybe introduce one and then they
1: evolve into the other by the end of the movie. Mm, maybe, maybe. But and, uh, but let alone a destroyer went through like four different form in this movie alone. Did you have any more
0: trivia you wanted to throw out, by the way? Oh, uh,
1: well, hmm. OK. I think I have two more. But uh, cause unfortunately, we've went over a couple of them. Oh, okay. Already, anywho, yeah, my folder isn't very organized, so I, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just continue with the rest. Okay, okay. uh, okay, in Final Wars again, because that's one of the, I, I rewatched that again recently when you told me about, about it. Um, do you know, uh, excluding Godzilla, do you know, uh, the, the monster that the Earth Defense Force was able to defeat in that film? Oh, how many
0: monsters did the Earth Defense Force
1: defeat? Yes. Um e- excluding Godzilla because they just put him on ice for a bit. Four. Four? Yeah. Very close. Uh two and a half. Oh, two. Oh, what's the half? <laughs> uh they uh de- defeated uh Manda at first, as mentioned. They defeated Ebera, the shrimp monster. Oh and, yeah. which came from the uh show period and, and an era where they start to maybe run out of idea a little bit. So a lot of monsters, (laughs) just big version of... um, of, Ebera Monster
0: of the Deep, I think was the name of that movie. Yes, yes.
1: (laughs) And there's a lot of those. There's giant spider, giant praying mantis.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah. Like uh, Kumonka and
0: Kamakura. Do you remember um, uh, Titanosaurus? Uh.
1: Yeah, it it wasn't. He's just a dinosaur with a long face. He was a dinosaur who looked a little aquatic, I think. Uh, Do you remember that? That's another dinosaur, but... He looks so much like Godzilla, but then like he get his R speed quite easily. <laughs> like uh, he, like his the same suit was used in uh, in King, the King Kong movie, but the Kong Escape movie. But I, I have to look this up still. But anywho, yeah, the point five uh has to brought it back. The point five was when uh, they helped Godzilla uh, defeat Kaiser Ghidorah at the end. Oh okay. But also, yeah, okay, I'll give you half a point for that. <laughs> they're not totally useless, yeah, not not completely useless. <laughs> they did defeat the alien, but those doesn't count, yeah, they're still people, yes. You know, what's really funny is uh, mm. or I've
0: always found this interesting is Shiro Honda, who directed the original movie, he was uh, he was friends with Akira Kurosawa, and he oh. was a very like a serious filmmaker and you can tell from watching that movie and then kind of the tragedy of ishiro honda is that he got sort of pigeonholed and directed a lot of the godzilla movies after that and you can kind of tell maybe that's not what he wanted to do especially as those movies got sillier over time Mm. and then a lot of the fun ones were also directed by jun fakuda one of those films which might actually be my favorite godzilla movie it's very difficult to decide but it might be my favorite is uh, the 11th movie, Godzilla versus Hedorah, the only one directed by Yoshimitsu Bano, uh, the only film ever that he ever directed, um, although he was trying to get back into Toho's good graces, and uh, he ended up passing away before he got to make another Godzilla movie, but he's credited as an executive producer on all of the new movies because of that, Mm -hmm. because of his work trying to redevelop the character. Godzilla versus Hedora is just a, such a bizarre, psychedelic experience. And Hedora is one of the grossest, strangest Godzilla foes I've ever seen in a movie.
1: Yeah, like, uh, I also love that H- Hedora, like, despite being like a blob monster, he isn't completely like without the sign. Because like yes. a lot of the time, yeah, where these like kind of like fluid kind of like uh, gross monsters are just uh, blobs, well, like he have like those like very staple like eyes, like those red eyes, just just a bit jagged, like a Rick and Morty character.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, like and he he turns into like a flying saucer at sometimes, and then he does, he does. Yeah. And then that's the one where Godzilla flies. Fly after him, right? Yes. I remember that now. He curls his tail up between his legs and then he breathes his atomic breath to make himself
1: fly. And it's incredible. Oh, uh, and like the score for that was also like hilarious as well because there were like uh, trombones going (laughs) I
0: I remember the first shot of Godzilla is like this orange shot of like a skyline and he walks into the shot and it's like (laughs) it's yeah no it's such a special experience that movie and also the main character that is a little kid who loves Godzilla which was such a great like uh, character to relate to because he has all these Godzilla action figures and at the end of it when Godzilla's walking away back into the ocean and the kid goes Godzilla bye and he's like waving at him that always gets my heart I'm like that's me I'm that kid
1: (laughs) okay uh, I don't remember Does Godzilla turn back and does like a a quick roar and then it cuts to the end or does he just kept going I don't remember
0: I I think he just kept going he just kept
1: going right okay okay there's
0: one movie where there's a Godzilla theme song that's sung at the end
1: I, I remember one where he was walking away as the credit roll, but as it ends, he turns around and does like a roar, and it's a freeze frame, and then cuts to black. I feel like the score is always so good in these films. Yeah. Like, well, the our, original, original theme is iconic. Oh yes, our original score by uh, Hiro uh, Sakisu, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, it's you can hear it anywhere, and you know what, what theme it is. Do you remember when we were
0: sitting in the theater in London watching uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters, and it's mm-hmm. In like the third act of the movie when Godzilla is making this big triumphant return, and it's the first time in the whole film, you start to hear that. And we got like the goosebumps were like all over my arms. I like clutched this the the armrests. I was like, that was amazing. It's just that oh. that that theme inspires like so many feelings. <laughs> N-
1: not only that, that theme, like that theme, is my physical time machine like i feel myself <laughs> shrinking down to being like that 12 year old getting hyped in front of her and you've got still CD again
0: yeah, yeah like yes yes here we go. I mean, it says something about how iconic that score is because they kept bringing it back in all the movies, except for Hedorah, which had its own bizarre score, <laughs> for the most part. It keep, and then, like, there's those very dramatic, like the dun, bum, dun, bum, dun, bum, dun, bum, bum, dun. Bum, bum, bum. oh, okay. They're talking
1: about oh, yeah, ones. yeah,
0: yeah. What, what part were you thinking? Oh, I was thinking of the the bum. Bum 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 bum. Yeah. bum bum bum. Yeah. And then the I, I always love the dun, dun 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 dun. Like every time it gets a little bit higher, I'm like <laughs> I get more excited. Uh yes. the, Da, da,
1: da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. that's always like that badass Godzilla moment where he's <laughs> like oh shit here we go you know there's also and
0: I was reminded of this watching uh Shin Godzilla last night because they bring back lots of the original score in that movie they even use the um there's the that military music like it's always the music that's playing when you see the military like gearing up and moving their stuff around it's kind of this more i forget how exactly it goes but it's a little more upbeat
1: they actually brought like uh a lot of inspiration from a uh, shiro's like uh like composer and he composed uh, a bit in shin Godzilla as well the original like Godzilla the audio composer
0: oh he and, came uh, back
1: to yeah yeah he came back to compose a, a lot of the stuff here as well wow and uh i'm not sure if you've heard the tune but it was uh th- this indonesian gossip does a lot more of like like the opera like vocal like vocalist as well which makes it a lot more like haunting and give it that like almost a phantom of the opera feel Yeah, which I thought like was so badass it's like if <laughs> die. <laughs> ha, da, da,
0: ha, da, da, da. that's incredible that's I, I i love the way that they kind of have accents of the old theme and then they build on it and do some new things with it so yeah the original composer was uh akira ifakube is that oh, what you... okay so yeah he's he comes up he came up with the original theme in the first one right? Ah, okay i see
1: yes yeah and it was um it was shiro saguchi in the newer yes like uh of film
0: yeah but yeah definitely all of the themes are like somewhat inspired by the old ones uh one movie i remember watching a lot when i was young was godzilla 2000 i had on a vhs oh yes Mm -hmm. uh which i think was the first of the millennium series and uh kind of the beginning of that godzilla as a sort of neutral force sometimes he's good sometimes he's bad
1: Yes, Uh, and I think in that one, he just chomps on a dude on the building at the end, right? Yes. Like, just a dude is just <laughs> spouting, like, spouting shit at him, and he just he just stares him down and just takes a chomp out of the
0: building. So as we're winding down, what? so that brings me to one more question. What's your favorite death scene in all of the Godzilla films? Oh. I'm, I'm thinking a human death scene, but if it's a monster death scene, that works too. Human death scene?
1: I... Um, I mean, as for human, I love the scene where the MP was trying to escape in Shin Godzilla and, like, he's going up on this small heli and yeah. you're like, he's, not, he's not making it.
0: <laughs> I remember like, that when, yeah, when the MP was like, all right, like, we're going to get in the helicopters and the main, so, the sort of main guy goes like, all right, I'm going to take my team by
1: car. I'm like, oh, Godzilla's going to
0: destroy yeah, those helicopters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, at the moment, they spread up with kind of, like, the good crew. Yeah, because like, you can kind of tell, like, Who's fighting for the people and who's more of like want to keep the keep face in the public right and yeah, you you're like okay well this is gonna yeah and gods said just that so rip in that scene <laughs> yeah uh, 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 do you have any in mind uh,
0: including monsters as well monsters, so i yes. have a couple in mind in terms of people well this is these aren't necessarily humans but in godzilla versus sky this building gets crushed and the main alien characters are revealed as their true forms and they basically look like giant beetles (laughs) and they turn back into these beetles and and as they're both dying under the rubble one of them's like what did we do wrong i thought we did everything right Uh, and then they like die so so (laughs) dramatically that's a great moment um and then one that's so mean-spirited and just so disturbing but also kind of funny in a very dark way is in Godzilla Mothra King Ghidorah giant monsters all out attack yeah when Godzilla is walking by this hospital and there's a girl in there in this hospital bed she's got like a broken leg and she sees Godzilla and she's like screaming and she's trying to get out and she's like hysterical but then Godzilla passes by the window and then she stops and she like breathes a sigh of relief but then his tail comes up and knocks into the building <laughs> the, the entire thing wait the, w- w- which film was this
1: again I, I don't remember
0: this at all uh, it was Godzilla Mothra King Ghidorah giant monsters all out attack
1: oh, wait, with the all out attack okay all right Yes. Yeah. Oh, that that sounds awesome. <laughs>
0: That's the same one where he's got the white eyes too. Mm, yes. Um. Yeah. De- uh, definitely super mean spirited. Uh. And then I mean, in terms of monster death scenes, I mean the 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 very original one where Godzilla is killed by the oxygen oxygen destroyer at the end always gets me. Um. If we can bring into account the American films, in yes. the 2014 Legendary movie where he grabs the Muto and oh, breathes yeah. the atomic breath down his throat. Uh, is iconic. That's wonderful. (laughs) Uh, You know, like, to me,
1: like that always struck me as more of a Kong move. A little bit. uh, Like, like, uh, I don't know, like, stuff with jaw and, like, just, like... uh, It seems a little too calculated for Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it it seems like he needed an impossible thumb to execute that move. (laughs) Regardless, a very badass move still.
0: Yeah, because he tends to just kind of knock
1: his arms into stuff and fall over. (laughs) Because I've always thought he has, like, kind of, like, this claw thing. So you can only like do this kind of like motion of like kind yeah. of I've either going for a hug or kind <laughs> of like a claw slash, which I understand is the limitation of the suit originally. That's why yes. they always kind of yes. But well, yeah. what do you,
0: what's one of your favorite
1: uh, monster deaths? Ooh, monster deaths. Uh, I, I like a lot more of like the impaling death. So like I I like when he's uh in Final Wars where he just stabbed like Kamakuras onto like uh onto, like, a lamppost, and yeah. he's just, like, Ratch just squeezing out of his chest, and he's just, like, dead on there. And Godzilla's <laughs> like, oh, right, I'm, I'm going to head out to the next monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, a, a lot of it, like, a lot of Final War stuff is really good, but I feel like that's a sheep out. I like Space Godzilla's death, actually. Like, how, like, they have to how they have to go about beating him. They have to kill the beam first and then destroy his shoulder thing. And then destroy him. It's very like video game, final (laughs) boss-like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really good one. And um, I, uh, it's not necessarily a death scene, but my favorite, one of my favorite just defeating of a monster scene is in the original Mothra versus Godzilla when Mothra's larvae uh, just spray their webs all over Godzilla and he falls into the water and just floats away. (laughs)
1: Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) A lot of that, that's a lot of defeating Godzilla by just, shocking him into the sea and then he's like i right, i'm gonna be there for a while it's like i'll be back yeah <laughs> the it, it, end of
0: tokyo sos is similar yes i was,
1: I was about to say they should wrap him up <laughs> at the end of tokyo sos they wrapped him up chucked him in the sea and like i right, yeah bye. and then
0: kiryu kiryu like grabs him and yeah, yeah. flies into the water Went with down him.
1: there with him yeah um I, I just have like some question of like where do you think um like uh, any more speculation on a uh, kong versus godzilla because we both still haven't seen them at this point.
0: They're, right. It's uh, I bought my tickets. Nolan and I are going to go see it on the, oh, in, of the in 31st. Theaters. Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, lucky. I, I have to watch it on HBO Max, unfortunately.
0: We got tickets at a, yeah like an IMAX theater, and they're pretty well spaced out here. Um, okay. And some of the theaters that are open, they do a good job with that. I, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of predictions. I really don't... I mean, like I said, I... Logic tells me it's they're gonna fight and then they're gonna team up against somebody, but I can also see them trying to subvert that and do something
1: original. Um, in, in that case, do you like stick with your like prior like uh suggestion as in who's gonna win and who's do you want to win? Okay, well, obviously, I want Godzilla to win. I yes. I,
0: I can officially
1: say this podcast
0: is Team Godzilla, no offense team- to Kong.
1: Yep, uh, uh, any uh, listeners who's uh Team Kong. Uh no offense, but fuck yourself. Godzilla's gonna <laughs> win.
0: Yeah. And um obviously, like it looks like they're positing Kong as the good guy. So I'm being told got Kong will likely win. I think he'll probably I think Kong will probably win and then but not kill Godzilla. And then they'll have to team up. Yes. Um I would like Godzilla to win just because I like him more and I have a more personal attachment to him. Uh yes. what about you? What you do you have any Specific predictions, or
1: uh, uh, I feel like I'm I'm in a very similar boat to you, but I'm gonna still stick stick with the fact that I think Godzilla might pull this out somehow. Saying as uh, even though Kong has that kind of a stormbreaker Thor weapon thing now, like an axe made out of a Godzilla's dorsal fins, dorsal fins, something fin. like that, yeah, 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 yeah. So yes, yeah, like uh, I think like just one part of Godzilla surely shouldn't be able to defeat the whole Godzilla, right? like two percent milk can't beat whole milk (laughs) okay so uh the last thing i
0: wanted to leave on is if you had to choose like five godzilla movies to tell somebody who has never seen a godzilla film this is how you introduce yourself which five would you choose
1: Ooh, okay i'll definitely do um original godzilla of course um and then i'll probably go heisei like uh I think you can skip Biolante even though it's quite good as well. You can skip to Space Godzilla and the Destroyer to see the death of Godzilla. And then I, I kind of want to include kind of like oh, Final Wars. You have to include Final Wars. Mm. And I feel bad for not including any American Godzilla now,
0: but Oh, do, you don't have to worry about American. Yeah, yeah, Just okay. assume okay. people see Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then in that case probably Shin Godzilla that would be my five okay. recommendation yeah no that's a good Um, how about you um
0: well yeah i would start with the original as i think is the obvious answer then i would do godzilla versus hedora because it's so strange and original yeah bizarre in the heisei series i think i would choose maybe godzilla versus king Ghidorah because it's just such a mind bender that one with the time travel and everything Oh, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. No, I, I fucked up. I forgot to include my favorite Godzilla film. Oh, which one's
1: that? Uh, Okay, I, I take out Godzilla versus Space Godzilla for uh, Godzilla against Mechagodzilla. Oh, with, yeah. Uh, yep, yep. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. My um, bad. But, no. Continue, please. Perfect, Go
0: good choice. Okay, so what? That's three I have. I have the original. Yeah, three. I have Hedora and Hedora. I have King Ghidorah from the Heisei series. Uh, then from the Millennium series... I would go with Godzilla Final Wars and then Shin Godzilla, I think. Okay. Just, uh, no, I, I believe that's
1: fair. that's fair. Especially
0: to culminate, to go all the way, Godzilla Final Wars, the hugest action extravaganza of all of Godzilla, and then the final one, we kind of bring it back home and we bookend it with another sort of politically relevant Godzilla movie, but it's also very different from the first one tonally. I think it's a nice way to kind yes. of round it out. And, and like all Godzilla
1: movie, it has that like slight soft melancholy like, feel to it like yeah a, yeah a, like a yeah like a prehistoric like documentary like you know like how the animal you're following through the documentaries always die yes <laughs> yes yeah it's
0: something like that i love that that it's like we're more than 50 we're like 60 years into godzilla movies and they're still kind of coming up with new iterations of them i think is oh.
1: awesome i wonder perhaps we might get uh, to even work on one
0: oh man Let me tell, hey hey all right pinky promise between the two of us if one of us gets a job on a Godzilla movie we help the other one get a job definitely on that
1: of course 100% <laughs> um, flash, flash forward to two, uh, two lighting guy just, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just the boom mic yeah uh, maybe I, I want to be in the Godzilla suit one day that's my <gasps>
1: that's my goal or do the motion Dude. capture mm. I reckon you can uh, yeah. you, you clearly have to die for it <laughs> okay on that note we're gonna wrap up Uh, all right (laughs) splendid yeah thank you so much for having
0: me oh yeah of course yeah no anytime got to i'm I'm glad we can finally do this and uh uh, come back sometime we'll talk about predator or some other monster movie that 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 we love
1: i'll uh, i'll try to have more trivia that doesn't get run over next time
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah you gotta stump me more
1: (laughs) ah yikes i came in too easy i knew it yeah yeah
0: exactly I, i expect a bigger challenge (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, you expect the big opponent and then here I am showing up like Ebera. just a shrimp monster.
0: All right, everybody, that wraps up another episode of We Are Movies. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you a whole lot to my good friend, Kowtu. I can't thank him enough for coming on. I'm so happy that we were finally able to do this. Um, I've known him for a long time, as I've said, and it's uh, really cool to uh, finally have done such a special and personal episode with him. He's an amazing artist, if I haven't mentioned that already. Go follow his Instagram page for his art, KT2DU. I will also uh, link that in the description on this episode. If you are a fan of the podcast and you haven't yet... I always appreciate a little review on iTunes. Those are always nice. And uh, also, if you haven't yet, you can follow us on Instagram at WeAreMoviesPod. Also on Twitter at we are pod You can also like the Facebook page We Are Movies. And lastly, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Letterboxd at Johnny Mocny. J O H N N Y M O C N Y. That is all for you today. I will be back with you very soon in just a couple days with part two of this huge Godzilla special. And until then, I am Johnny Mockney saying...